Welcome to the Royal Meteorological Society's podcast series. This is the 19th in our series and it's very appropriate that we're talking about hurricanes in this podcast because there's been a lot of interest in Hurricane Dorian at the moment with a lot of media interest and an interview request for the Royal Meteorological Society to talk about that particular hurricane and the impact that it's been having. I'm delighted to be joined by one of my colleagues here at the Royal Meteorological Society, Juan Estrella Martinez, who is originally from Puerto Rico, an island that is associated with hurricanes. So there are hurricanes impact this Caribbean island on a number of occasions. And Juan can take us through his own personal experiences of hurricanes. There's a lot more information about hurricanes. Um, You can find that on the Society's website under our weather resources. There's also a podcast that I did for the Guardian newspaper, which you can find under their Today in Focus podcast series online as well. Welcome to Juan. My name is Professor Liz Bentley. I'm Chief Executive here at the Royal Met Society. And uh, well, let's get started, Juan. Let's uh, let's take a look at hurricanes. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Liz. Uh, thanks for inviting me for to the podcast. So, because the, the episode is about uh, hurricanes, I thought that it would be a nice introduction on, on like what are hurricanes and like is there a difference between a hurricane and a typhoon and all of that. So, yeah, so so hurricane is basically a tropical cyclone, and we have tropical cyclones all around the world. But in certain parts of the world, they're given different names. So in the Atlantic Ocean and the Northeastern Pacific Ocean, they're called hurricanes, and I guess most people are familiar with the name hurricane. Um, but if you're in the Northwestern Pacific Ocean, they're called typhoons, and then elsewhere, so the South Pacific and the Indian Ocean, they're usually just referred to as tropical cyclones. Mm. So they're the same things; they're tropical uh, areas of low pressure. So, um, but they, it just depends where they are in the world to giving them a name, and they're usually quite large-scale things. I think people sometimes get confused between hurricanes and, and tornadoes. They're very different in scale. Oh, oh yeah. So hurricanes are big. They're usually about 100 to 2,000 kilometers across. They can be, you know, large beasts of weather systems that can affect uh, the tropical parts of the, yeah. the world. They, they tend to be massive. Like they, they can they can engulf uh, complete uh, islands uh, just uh, like if it, bet- between the edge of the hurricane and the, and the eye. Like they, they can just like engulf complete uh, land masses. Yeah. And, and the term hurricane is quite interesting. So where did that originate from? Yeah. So um uh, when I when I was a, a kid, like we learned uh, that the word hurricane itself c- comes from the Taino language. Uh, Taino were the original people of the of the Antilles, mm-hmm. like Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, uh, and so on. Uh, and they had a name for a chaos deity called uh, Huracan. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, like Huracan would would uh, send uh, his minions to like uh, to provoke like these uh, massive storms. And hurricane became the, the the word that the the Spanish conquistadors heard, and they ad- adopted it for for these uh, massive storms. Mm, fantastic. Yeah, and uh, the the word typhoon uh, comes from the from I I read today, like so <laughs> I, I would I would know, I wouldn't know if this is uh, entirely correct, uh, but apparently it comes from the from the Chinese language, mm. and it just means like gale, like means like strong wind. Yeah. And it made its way through the Arabic uh, uh, world and, and into Europe. There's another theory that it went first from Greece and then to China and then came back. Okay. But 
But interesting, and, and hence why we've got different names for these tropical cyclones in different parts of the world. Yeah. You know, they go back, they've been around for forever. They're not just a new phenomena. Uh, and therefore, the, the history and the language has developed uh, names for these depending on where you are in the world. Yeah. And Liz, do you know um, how and like where and when uh, do these uh, hurricanes form? Like how, how is like the process of like... Of, of like like a system developing into a hurricane. Yeah, so I guess there's a there's a, a a set of ingredients that we want to to be in place for for a hurricane to develop. Uh, so if we think about the the ingredients that we need, so usually you need warm ocean waters. So typically the temperature has to be above around 27 degrees Celsius, and that has to be quite a depth as well. So maybe the 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 top. 50 meters in depth of the ocean has to be at that temperature. So that gives the energy, I guess, to the system for it to develop. Um, but you also need the atmosphere to be very unstable. So that means that the, the air, the temperature in the air drops away quite rapidly as you go vertically upwards in the atmosphere. So you've got the warmth from the oceans at the surface, but it has to cool quite quickly as you go uh, vertically upward through the atmosphere. And that gives lots of instability and the potential for convection clouds to develop as well. Mm. Uh, we need lots of moisture, so they tend to form over oceans where there's plenty of, of moisture, lots of um, high relative humidity in the lower levels of the atmosphere. Uh, and also, we, we tend to look for areas where there's, there's not a great deal of wind shear. So wind shear is where the wind direction or the wind speed changes uh, quite quickly. So you're right. looking for, through the vertical levels of the atmosphere, you don't want the wind speed to change quite rapidly as you go vertically upwards. And you don't want the wind direction to change either. You want a low wind shear in order for these to form. So we have these kind of ingredients that exist in order for, for hurricanes to develop. And usually then on top of that, there's a, there's a, a small small disturbance that maybe has taken place at the surface that will allow the thing to actually start to develop so it kind of triggers the development if you've got all of these things in place right i suppose that the uh because like for instance the, the the mediterranean can get quite warm but because you don't really have this uh, atmospheric disturbance uh like uh, It's, it's not impossible for for these types of storms to form in the in the mediterranean but the the, the chances are like less because Yeah, yeah. So they tend to form in the tropics. They they have been they're called medicanes in the Mediterranean. Oh, so are they're they? given a slightly different oh, term. I didn't know this. And there there are you know some a few examples, but they're they're much less frequent uh, in formation in the Mediterranean because the conditions really aren't there. So for hurricanes to form in in they tend to form in the tropics. They tend to have an easterly flow of direction, uh, particularly once you go from kind of five degrees north to 25 degrees north and then they tend to have more of a westerly flow as you get mm. further north from from 25 degrees north so they tend to you know have a, a normal kind of favorable direction and favorable environmental conditions so there are only certain places in the world that we tend to get them and as you say occasionally we might see them in the mediterranean but for example we're very unlikely to see a hurricane developing around the mid latitudes which is where we are in the uk yeah in the north sea for instance it's yeah. way too cold for it to develop in the north sea exactly so you may get some X hurricanes tracking and they get caught up in the jet stream and they track across the Atlantic and we might get some extra tropical kind of conditions so you've got a bit of extra heat and moisture and energy in the atmosphere but they're no longer hurricanes by the time they reach the UK shores. Yeah this that happened uh, only a few days a few years ago I should say uh, with like uh, Ophelia wasn't it yeah. when it hit um, Ireland. 
That's correct. And, and it was really interesting looking at the storm tracks, which we normally see heading off to the Caribbean and, and the southern parts of the US. There was one actually coming north from the Azores and heading towards the UK. It was yeah. really unusual to see that. So, so very occasionally you'll see, you'll see tracks heading towards the UK. But usually at that point, they're no longer a hurricane because the, the, the ocean temperature is a lot is too low, really, for them to continue. Mm. So just thinking about when they occur, there are different uh, seasons depending on where you are uh, in the year. But for hurricanes, so those that, that happen in the Atlantic Ocean and the Northeastern Pacific Ocean, uh, the hurricane season runs from the 1st of June until the 30th of November. And it's interesting this year that the first hurricane, Andrea, actually formed just before the season started. Oh, so that it. was in May. So mm. although I think the peak season is the 1st of June to the end of November, there, there are occasions where you will get some hurricanes slightly outside of that as well. I think I missed that, that, uh, that uh, start date of, of this year. Like I didn't realize that Andrea formed uh, before the official... Uh, season yeah and and hurricanes as well they're, they're categorized depending on the strength of them so um, they're given a hurricane name uh, and a category one so it's the lowest level when wind speeds are above 74 miles per hour but they can get up to category five the real beasts of hurricanes yeah. and that's when the wind speed is, is greater than 155 miles per hour so there's a kind of range of scales and obviously the cat one can have a little bit of disruption when it when it crosses when it makes landfall yeah um but the cat five is the one that really causes i think most of the destruction when it hits uh, hits land yeah absolutely so um, let's go to your own experiences then, Juan. Um, you know, you grew up in Puerto Rico. I did. Um, so can you just give us a flavor for maybe maybe ahead of the hurricane season, what preparations take place in Puerto Rico? And actually when a hurricane is about to, you know, what kind of warnings are, are pushed out? How much time in advance are you given ahead of a hurricane likely to make landfall in Puerto Rico? Well, when a hurricane is... Forecasted to form, so uh, these like uh, tropical depressions and 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 all the the stages of of the development of a of a hurricane, like before before it's a hurricane, before it's a storm, and all of that, mm -hmm. like it's closely followed. Uh, once once the 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 hurricane season starts, because in the past Puerto Rico has been hit by hurricanes, like I mean all throughout history. Mm -hmm. So there's always like a keen eye uh, in the in all of these systems developing in the in like. Uh, Western Africa, mm -hmm. and uh, first, like we we uh, we get warnings, like there's there's a, a warning of like gale storms or or like uh, thunderstorms coming, but once the 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 tropical depression has developed into a, into a storm itself, then you start getting like the trajectory, so the traje the, the the forecasted trajectory, and a lot of people uh, in charge of like. Uh, emergency management mm -hmm. they they give press conferences and like try to keep the, the public calm they uh stuff like freezing of prices like uh for like uh professions occurs so supermarkets are not allowed mm -hmm. to like put the prices up for say uh potable water or for canned uh goods okay um so that's what uh, some some of the preparations the the public is asked uh if they if they can like we we put these um, uh, panels like they can be like corrugated metal yep. or they can even be like just just plywood over windows in mm -hmm. the in the houses because like you don't want debris to fly into your into your house mm -hmm. and, and just break a window or, or anything. So that's also something that the that the uh, 
public uh, servants will ask the the the, the people. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd normally have, say, some plywood or some corrugated. You'd, you'd maybe keep that in the shed or the garage so that you're prepared to put this up at short notice. Yes, absolutely. Because sometimes, like these, uh, be it a storm or a hurricane, if the if the hit if the impact is quite direct, yeah. Uh, even if you close your windows very tightly, you can still get like water coming in because yeah. the the wind just pushes the water inside, mm. and like it can like if the water gets through the window and it hits your your electric take so it can prov- it can provoke a fire mm. so it's, that's an emergency on top of an emergency yeah. when a lot of the the like firemen and police and and, and ambulances are busy yeah. so elsewhere so if you get a fire inside your house through a hurricane or a storm you are you are very unlucky mm. so putting these like corrugated metal that you normally keep in the shed or in yeah. the garden somewhere uh, out of the way um so uh, avoids that like it reduces those those risks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you mentioned food as well so uh, do people tend to try and stock up ahead of say the hurricane season so you might get some kind of canned goods in so you're prepared so something happen at short notice yeah responsible people do yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so you are asked to stock up on batteries okay, you are yeah. you're asked to uh, have a a a radio like either like a bat- battery radio or like uh, one of these like you can like wind, wind up yeah, yeah wind yeah, up yeah. um because you need to be paying attention of um, what's going to happen like you might for instance live in an area that is pro- prone to flooding mm-hmm. and you need to know when is it that you need to like uh abandon your your house and yeah. you go to a refuge um so so the warnings are given hopefully a couple of days in advance is that would that be typical or they tend to be to be giving uh, like between three and, and and two days two and three days in advance okay um because uh, the trajectory of the storms, like it can vary quite dramatically mm-hmm. in in a very short term. So mm-hmm. you may have like a, a forecast that has the trajectory going all through your community, mm-hmm. for, let's say, and a couple of hours later, like th- these these forecasts are updated like uh, every couple of hours, yeah. and then you get the trajectory just going completely off course, and it's yeah. not coming to the island af- after all. Yeah. So uh, people do keep an eye. And the warnings are giving with in, enough time for, for you to like mobilize, mm-hmm. but not with a whole lot of time that you would mobilize uh, just for, for, for no for no reason. Mm-hmm. And how are the warnings issued? Are they to go out on TV and radio, social media? Yeah, they're normally uh, just all three of those, like TV, yeah. radio and social media. Like I used to call like hurricane season like Christmas for reporters <laughs> because the reporters were always on television yeah. uh, and on the radio. Uh and they they are they they are constant they yeah. they they come up constantly uh, in all the local television stations in all of the local radio stations and i am certain like uh i i i left puerto rico before uh, social media became like yeah. so pr- as prevalent as it is today um but i'm certain that social mm-hmm. media channels are are also like quite uh gi- given these warnings mm-hmm. uh, as as long as they can mm-hmm. Right. So take us to, uh, so a hurricane is, is imminent, it's about to arrive, the winds start to pick up, the rain starts to fall. Describe kind of maybe what, what you would be going through as, as a hurricane hits Puerto Rico. Well, as a hurricane hits uh, the island, uh, the Puerto Rico has, uh, can have a, a quite fragile infrastructure, like electrical infrastructure. Mm-hmm. 
So it's very likely that uh, electrical power will 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 go off. Mm -hmm. uh, so when the hurricane is hitting, you try to like uh, congregate like your family around the radio mm -hmm. and just trying and generally keep calm. Uh, uh, so you you you're, you're gathered around the radio to see like how fast is it is it moving through the island. Uh, these systems tend to move like at about like ten to fifteen miles per hour. Mm -hmm. So they they are like multi-hour events. Mm -hmm. So it's not only like like oh yeah like we've we've got a hurricane and and in four hours it's gonna be gone. Like yeah. no, it's normally like a whole day type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully by the time the hurricane started uh, touching ground, like you had already like prepared and, and boarded up your windows mm -hmm. and, and maybe the doors and everything. And it's just a matter of like sitting tight mm -hmm. and, and, and wait it out. Mm -hmm. uh, if uh, you and your family did prepare for it and you have, you've got the radio to like keep in communication with like, like whatever warning is is given to your uh, particular community it's just a matter of mm -hmm. just sitting down uh, maybe do with a book yeah and do, <laughs> do you kind of get the all clear through the radio station or can you can you notice outside that things are calming down and you can notice outside these uh the winds and the rain mm -hmm. can be quite violent mm -hmm. uh, especially the closer you are to the hurricane eye because the winds tend and tend to be like quite strong near the yeah. hurricane eye uh, interesting, interestingly, one if you are through the the eye of the storm, like uh, it's very calm in there. Yeah. So it can be a a false hope yeah. that you are like hearing all this uh, chaos going outside your house, maybe or your flat, and then it just calms down mysteriously. Yeah. And you go like, well, we 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 it's finished. Yeah. It's, we're safe now. Uh, but you go out and you the, the 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 sky all around you is like pitched black mm. and it's like super dark and you know like oh no, we should head back in. Yeah. Like this is way far from over. Yeah. This is if you're being a bit reckless and yeah. you're not listening to the to the warnings. Mm -hmm. Cuz normally when the hurricane or storm does pass you do get an, an announcement like it's all gone, mm -hmm. it, like there's no more like eye of the storm or anything. Mm -hmm. So what what happens after the storm? Take us through the kind of cleanup process of you know how you know the country gets back back up to kind of normal and back up to speed again. Well, it it really depends on 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 the countries. Mm -hmm. uh, in in Puerto Rico, the the recovery efforts can be fast, but they can the, from year to year they can vary the speed the. Sp the speed of recovery mm -hmm. um normally um it's like debris like what what you can do in your personal uh, level is like debris that is in your in your property mm -hmm. or in the property around like in your neighborhood like you try and, and pick up and try to like say uh if if there's some debris that is safe to handle that is like not not an electrical pole or stuff like that then you try and move it uh, away from the way, uh, mm -hmm. say to like for vehicles to pass through. Yeah. But if it's something like an electrical pole that you may uh, you may not be aware if the electricity is still is still flowing through it, mm -hmm. then you try and keep away from it uh, and notify the the say the electrical company mm -hmm. or the disaster relief uh, agencies like this this thing that we d don't want to touch because mm -hmm. we. And they and and you get all these warnings uh, all the time yeah. in in the radio and TV like don't mess with electricity, yeah. and just let us know, notify us, and just like a hurricane, like you sit tight, 
um, you if you can uh, try and get back to normal with with your life, like you 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 move your car around, all of these, like mm -hmm. you. So you you are there's debris everywhere but you try to generally avoid it and try and get back into the normal life routine so so typically would would there be electrical outages during a hurricane is that quite normal it is quite normal in puerto rico to have electrical outages uh in in hurricanes and in smaller storms as well yeah the, the infrastructure is not is not the most modern one unfortunately yeah. and, and how quickly then does it take for electricity supplies to be back up and running is, is it usually within hours or is it days oh uh, it's, it's normally within days days yeah. to weeks yeah uh, okay. and this is something that i was uh mentioning earlier to to my wife that uh, a lot of the electric company officials they tend to uh overestimate the 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 uh efforts to to bring electricity back mm -hmm. that so they say like uh electricity will, will be back within three days but that's never the case and everybody <laughs> in puerto rico knows that yeah, yeah so it's like they they say that electricity is going to be back like super quickly but everybody is already prepared for it to be a multi-week affair mm. so give us your kind of earliest hurricane memory how old were you where were you what was happening which well, hurricane was it well i was born in 1984 mm -hmm. and i remember like my my first memory of a hurricane was with hurricane ugo in 1989 mm -hmm. uh my parents at the, at the time uh we just had moved into a into a concrete house yep. so uh, in the between the 80s and 90s uh many people in puerto rico lived in in wood house mm -hmm. uh but th there were uh, many uh concrete house being built mm -hmm. and my parents uh had the fortune that they they did build a, a concrete house so I must have been like four because the hurricane hit in, in September mm -hmm. and my, my birthday is in November. Uh, and I remember a, a, a lot of my my mother's uh, siblings, they came to our house because okay. they had uh, wooden houses. Uh, so it was like a like a big family uh, congregation in, in <laughs> my parents' house. Uh, I didn't quite understand it at the time. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was only four. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought it was like quite cozy. Um, I don't remember much during the hurricane. I remember like before the hurricane, like uh, my dad boarding up the windows, mm -hmm. uh, and and like my my cousins coming to the house, uh, and then like I, uh, when the hurricane started, like we were we all went inside the house. But after that, I don't remember much. Mm. So any any other memorable events, hurricane wise? you remember yeah there was a hurricane in 1998 mm -hmm. uh i was in ninth grade so i must have been like 14 15 years old and uh it was hurricane george's mm -hmm. uh that hurricane uh decimated the island uh quite uh quite thoroughly it was like a category four hurricane i think wow. maybe maybe a category three mm -hmm. uh i'm not entirely sure and that one uh blew off my my nan's uh roof so wow. my nan had to move uh, with us uh, for ooh, maybe like four months because like the the disaster relief funding and and activities like could they they, they unfortunately they tend to get hold up and like there's so many people in need mm -hmm. that you're pretty much just standing in queue yeah uh, and so my nan was one of the these affected people and uh, in order for her house to like be rebuilt. Mm -hmm. Uh, while she was waiting, like she was uh, staying with us. <laughs> Fortunately, she lived just down the the road, so so she could uh, yeah. 
in sunny days you could just go to her house and yeah. be like cl- as close to normal as you can get yeah. without a roof you, you weren't at school at the time though i guess it was always yeah um i i was in ninth grade and it was in september and the semester had already started okay. the, uh, the the term had yeah. already started uh, but we were off school for a long while mm-hmm. after the hurricane like before the hurricane like maybe like one day okay. or two days before the hurricane like it was a uh, uh, an official school recess was declared yeah um so people could get ready and after school after the hurricane i should say many schools in puerto rico serve as refuge okay yeah uh so people congregate like mm-hmm. people of of lesser uh, uh means con- uh go to sco- to different schools because and they get like food right. and provisions there yeah. and a place to sleep safely mm-hmm. so that uh if you are going to attending a school that is uh, an official refuge mm-hmm. then then you have to wait until like these people can be relocated elsewhere mm-hmm. and then you don't have you don't have classes no exactly yeah you do have to make up for them later yeah that's good <laughs> yeah so you've lived in the uk for about five years now so how how does the weather in the uk and the storms that we get during say autumn and winter here compare with hurricane season in in puerto rico well this was something that uh really uh caught me by surprise because like uh the storms here in the uk tend to be in winter we mm-hmm. do have uh, summer storms here in the uk like storm uh stormophilia like mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier uh but uh, I've noticed that uh, British people tend to take storms a bit less seriously than we do in the in the tropics. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not on it's not until like very recently that storms started getting names here, mm-hmm. and in, in order to get people to take them a bit more seriously, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I remember like a, a X winter storm in in in, in two thousand fourteen or, or maybe fifteen. And me still going to uni, uh, like mm-hmm. just walking to uni through the storm, uh, something that w- you would n- never even dream of in, in yeah. the island, like in the island, like uh, uh, b- bank holiday is, de- is officially declared, like people don't have to go work oh, wow. in, in uh, if you're like a civil servant, you don't have to go to, to work. Uh, school is out yeah. uh, officially because... Uh, these things tend to hit very hard in the island. Mm-hmm. Here the, uh, in the UK, they do hit hard as well. Mm-hmm. But I suppose it, the, the, the level is a bit, a bit less. Uh, in, uh, uh, like it's it's a, a reduced level enough that people can keep going through their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we are now getting like these uh, floods and, and everything mm-hmm. in, in, in the northern England and yep. stuff. So yeah, I mean, I guess I guess wind speeds are comparable in some of our winter storms to you know Cat two, maybe even Cat three hurricanes. So yeah. they they get to those kind of levels, um, and you know as you say, we we now name storms. We've been doing that for a few years to try and get those warning messages out to the public to to take action with these storms. And and we do get disruption from storms, so it'll it'll just stop people from doing them. I might see some trees down that might cause problems on the roads or the railways. Uh, we might see some power lines down, but but I never quite feel that the 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 disruption that we get here in the UK can compare with a hurricane hitting a Caribbean island or making landfall in the US. It always seems to be on a bigger, more intense scale. Uh, you know that that you get from hurricanes. So. I, su- I suppose the the amount of, of of rain that uh, accompanies a hurricane or a mm. storm 
is different than than a winter storm. Like winter storms, uh, they like it rains and it, it and it might hail and everything. Yeah. But it's mostly wind in the UK. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I I agree. And 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 I think it's interesting, isn't it? When you look at hurricanes, they're categorized based on wind speed, but actually it can be the amount of rainfall that that falls uh, you know, over land that can actually be the thing that causes more damage you know the flooding the, the storm surge as well for coastal towns yes. and again you know with with sea level rises we probably see a greater effect of these storm surge having a bigger impact on coastal communities so usually it's the it's the rain and, and the storm surge that can have a more devastating effect and you know more deaths may be caused by that than, than sometimes the wind itself yeah i think so too like mm. because you also like get the the landslides and, yeah. and stuff with with uh, if the terrain is saturated with with uh water then it, the mountain just falls off yeah yeah exactly so i guess we we touched on sea level rise and and climate change and that's one question that i get asked quite a lot is you know are we likely to see changes in either the frequency or the strength of hurricanes with climate change and it is a difficult question to answer juan because you know, there's, there's, although we have hurricane seasons that happen every year and, and our records go back about 100 years to kind of look, it's very difficult to see any trends of changes in both frequency and intensity of, of, of hurricanes to make a decisive kind of um, point on whether we, we, climate change is having an impact. But I think we can look at two things. So the first one we, we notice is a rise in global temperatures, and that means the sea surface temperatures are rising as well. So I talked earlier about the ingredients that you need for hurricanes to, to form, right. and, and warmer seas uh, you know, will mean that we have the, the right conditions for hurricanes to form, possibly over a longer season as yeah, well. Yeah, you got the fuel for the hurricane, like the, the, the energy required to, to steer these winds to these incredible speeds. Exactly. And I think the, the, the temperatures are, are kind of penetrating a bit further north away from the equator than maybe we'd normally see. So we may find them uh, forming in other places as well. And, and a warmer atmosphere holds more moisture. So we tend to get more rainfall from, from the big storm. So again, what we might find is that the, the intensity of rainfall in hurricanes may increase in a warmer climate. And finally, and I mentioned it earlier about sea level rise as well. So as, as we've, we've seen a 27, a 20 centimeter sea level rise uh, over the last kind of century. Mm -hmm. And obviously that affects coastal areas but if you add in the storm surge from from hurricanes then it means the impact uh, of, of storm surges is going to be greater storm surges sorry is going to be greater because of the the rising sea level as well so i think although it's there's not any conclusive evidence looking at the climatology of hurricanes as to whether they're changing over time i think the impacts of hurricanes are going to be greater because of you know the extent of heavier rainfall events and a, um, a, an increase in sea level rise meaning storm surges have a greater impact as well yeah uh, I, I wanted to comment about the storm surge like if if you our listener is uh, are you not familiar with it, like a storm surge imagine the biggest waves that you have ever seen in whatever coast uh, in the UK or maybe elsewhere in Europe. Uh, now imagine that those waves become much larger mm. and now imagine them hitting uh, the coast for eight hours straight. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And, and, and storm surge again, we mentioned earlier about, you know, the impact from the strength of the wind and the impact from the, the heavy rainfall, but the storm surge can actually be one of the 
the key things that can yeah. cause damage and you know death and destruction. Yeah, I coastal guess, communities well. are decimated yeah. uh, a, a lot of the time in these yeah. uh, in these uh, storms. Yeah. So I'd just like to thank you, Juan, really for for taking us through. It's been fun, fascinating for me because I've never been to a place where I've experienced a hurricane. So to listen to that firsthand has been fantastic. So thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. I'm uh, happy to happy to. Uh, be here and, and talk about these things <laughs> great so i'll close off this podcast if people want to find out more information uh, about hurricanes uh, or, or, or other weather phenomena i would point you to the royal meteorologicals website we have a weather and climate resources section at www.armets.org but uh, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from juan goodbye